When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. It is time for the Bulletin. My Lord, there is so much sport going on. Do you know tonight that the Silver Ferns take on the unemployed Australian Diamonds um, in a Netball International? Yeah, they still haven't resolved their contract dispute with the Netball Australia. They've been um, essentially out of work for two weeks, but they'll be at work. Makes a whole heap of sense to this uh, small brain. Luckily, we've got a big sporting mind joining us now as we uh, talk a variety of topics. This is The Bulletin. Tom Bartlett, come on down. Good to hear from you, friend. Good morning, Daniel. How are you? I'm very, very well. That that sort of Silver Ferns Diamonds game has completely snuck up on me. I'm sure you, though, wouldn't have snuck, snuck up on you, mate. <laughs> no, it hasn't snuck up on me. Uh, being uh, the, uh, my primary role to produce sports news, I need to be across everything. So, um, yes, I was aware of it, but you're right. It has, it, has, um, it has come a little bit kind of out of, not out of nowhere. We had the, the tiny Jamison Trophy last, last month, but this series, with everything else that's going on, the Constellation Cup is usually one of the, you know, it's one of the, the, the marquee events of the year, but it's, it's got a bit of competition at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and you do wonder if off-court uh, dramas might impact the Australians because that pay dispute is quite heated, fair to say, and shows no signs of um, resolution last time I checked over it. I cause of, we've bent over backwards, unfair deal. There's lots of finger-pointing, but job not getting done. Oh, there certainly is. They're not, um, they're not missing with some of the, the rhetoric that's been discussed between the two parties. But, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you, you, you'd think that it would have an impact, wouldn't you, the you know, a sporting body trying to prepare for a big series and a sporting team that the players might be slightly eye off the ball, but I just don't, I just don't see it with the Diamonds. They don't, they, they're pretty, they're pretty unflappable most of the time, and they're going to be really challenging. But under normal circumstances, as I say, you'd expect a, a, a sideshow that lot like that um, to have an impact, but mate, I just, I just can't see it. I think they're going to be just as competitive as they always are, and the Silver Ferns are going to be have to be probably as good as the All Blacks are going to have to be on Sunday morning. The Silver Ferns are going to have to be better if they want to get one up on the Aussies on the home track. Yeah, they're truly professional, aren't they? Not like whinging sports journos who probably throw their toys out of a cot if they get a pay, uh, you know, rise turn down. You know what those <laughs> sports journos are like, Tom, you know? Oh, shocking. In fact, I must go and talk to my manager about that. <laughs> Tom Bartlett is with us. Uh, Tom, Cricket World Cup. 10 out of 10 start for New Zealand, right? Two big wins, and Kane Williamson's going to be fit for the third. Yeah, it doesn't get much better in terms of the planning and the way you go about building into the World Cup. They, they did very well in the warm-up games. So, I mean, you, know, you sort of you take those with a grain of salt, don't you? But they, they went out there and got themselves into good form. Plenty of time. Uh, plenty of players got time in the middle. The bowlers got a bit of a role. Yes, we've had a slow start with the likes of Southie and Williamson, but if you can get a couple of wins as they, as they have done so, and now with um, you know, obviously Bangladesh and Afghanistan to come. That's really, Daniel, if you're, if you're serious about semi-finals, you're going to have to bank these two. They're going to go, should be going 4-0 and to start, and yet the skipper, um, you know, their, their best player, 
um, and, a, and a man who you know has has performed well for them for so many years. That combination at Williamson and Saudi, those guys coming in, um, the team's only getting stronger. So yes, a, it's a dream start, isn't it? I mean, I, I did like the the, the ruthlessness of, of the England performance, and and I like the efficiency of the way they went about their business against the Netherlands because the Dutch have have shown that they're improving, and some of these teams teams can. Well, not not necessarily surprise you from a results point of view, but they can they can force you to work a bit harder than you than you expect when you you go into one of those um again a game against one of those sort of associate nations and mm. um no New Zealand were just too good so they've now played a tier one and a and a, an associate and and hammered the boat so perfect start Daniel couldn't have asked for for much more. I think the greatest compliment I saw to New Zealand was, uh, and I can't remember who, who put it out, it was on social media, someone saying that the Black Caps are the most boring team in the world when they pl- take on a side uh, who, who is clearly of um, weaker talent because New Zealand are just so efficient in every aspect. They never allow a side into a game. Yeah, I think it's a very good um, way of putting it. It's, uh, it's not always... Um Flashy, or that you sometimes see. I mean, you, you might see New Zealand play a, a you know a team like the Netherlands bat first, three fifty on the board, and then you know skittle them for a hundred. It doesn't really work like that. They sort of grind their way through the gears, and and they just prove that they're too good. It takes a bit longer, um, but ultimately the result ends up being the same as a thumping. So it's not always the most aesthetically pleasing to to view, but man, it's efficient. And you know, ultimately that's what one day cricket's about. It's about performing and and being consistent across the, the whole day, and that's exactly what they've been so far. So uh, signs are good. A uh, long way to go, of course, but, um, yeah, with Williamson and Southern come back, Daniel, I've got to say that's, it's, it's promising at this point, that's for sure. We're going to catch up with uh, Crash Craddock after 11 o'clock. Big game tonight, South Africa up against Australia. South Africa uh, looked like a thumping batting line. Well, Australia need to bounce back from their loss to India. Tom Bartlett is with us for the Bulletin. All right. Let's uh, go from one cricket uh, World Cup to another. Let's head further north, uh, up towards France. Um, I've pulled pulled at my hair so much trying to contemplate. Not one, not two, not three, but all four of these quarterfinals. I can't remember at any tournament, previous Rugby World Cup, where you got four tight quarterfinals like this. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So much focus, uh, Daniel, is on the, the two quarterfinals that feature you know the four top-ranked nations in the world, but... Actually, when you just go quarterfinal by quarterfinal, um, and we've had a lot of discussions in, in this newsroom here about what where these are going to go, I, I would not be comfortable um, putting my neck out for Wales or Argentina. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure where that one's going to go. I feel like the Pumas should probably get it done. Um, I don't really know whether Wales have really been challenged that much, but having said that, though, they went 4-0 and in the pool stage. So there's one that's hard to pick. Ireland, the All Blacks, it goes without saying. I mean, the Irish should probably should win, um, but you'd never write off the All Blacks in a quarter final against a team that's never gone past the semis before. Then you move across England, Fiji. You know, on paper, England should win it easily, but it's not going to happen, Daniel. They're not going to win that easily. If they do win, they're going to have to fight for every inch um, of ground they make. Uh, the Fijians will bring plenty of heat. They will play a lot better than they played against Portugal. So that's a hard one to pick. And then the hardest one of all for me, France, South Africa, flip a coin. So, um, man, it's, I think your estimation there is, is difficult. I know there's a lot of talk about possibly is, are we going to see a Northern Hemisphere sweep in these quarterfinals? Yes, maybe. Could we see a Southern Hemisphere sweep? Absolutely. So um, difficult to pick, uh, really difficult to pick. And actually, despite all the controversy and build-up about the fact that, yes, two of the top four nations are going to go home this weekend, 
um, when you look at it collectively as a foursome, um, they, are, they are some mouth-watering matchups that are very difficult to pick. I uh, hope I'm not ruining your day, news producer, uh, but the Telegraph mm. is uh, reporting that Eddie Jones is expected to quit as Australian coach and confirm his return to Japan as head coach. Um, yeah. Wow. Won't be this ruining my day. That'll make my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Interesting, Matt. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a shocking piece of it, revelation, if it's, if it's true. And, you know, these things, you know, we say in the media all the time where there's a bit of uh, smoke, there's bound to be a blazing fire somewhere. And I, with this, I suspect that's probably the case. Um, but it's a, it's a shocking thing, really, considering, you know, he was appointed on a, a long-term project kind of situation. And if that's, if that's true and he's gone back to Japan, then um, I, I'd love to, to be a fly on the wall about what Rugby Australia make of it. And, of course, how's it played out? because he was contracted through to the next World Cup. So um, that is, that's quite shocking if it's true, Daniel. And, um, yeah, and I, I look I at mean, it in two, one of two ways, Tom. But it's, it is a surprise. No. I will look at it at two ways. One, I, I wonder if, and this is the only way where he can leave sort of Australian rugby with any credibility, that Australian rugby are like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I think you need to move on. How about you take that job? We don't have to pay you out. But if he's, if he's left them... If he has quit on them after signing a long-term deal, after absolutely scuppering a World Cup, I, I, I don't know how he could ever show his face back in Australian rugby circles ever again. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think he also, internationally, his, his credibility will be shot too. Because, of course, that who's going to touch who's going to touch that from a, um, Japan. another international gig? So, I mean, the Japanese... I mean, with his... His what history with Japan having coached there before, I suppose, is giving him um, that opportunity. I mean, he spent time there and, and, and has coached there before. Maybe there's some friends there that, that have been happy to, to accept that. But from a, an international thing and from an Australian thing, he'll be, he'll be cooked across the Tasman for sure. Hey, Tom, uh, I'll let you fly, mate. I know you're going to be busy um, if that indeed is fact. Uh, the Telegraph reporting that. Hey, thanks so much, mate. Enjoy all the sport. It's a great time to be alive. It certainly is, mate. Good to talk. Talk to you again soon. Tom Bartlett, of course, from News Hub, and a, a cricket commentator here on SENZ. Uh, it's seven minutes away from 11 o'clock, back after this break.